www.morgantown.org. This is WWVU Morgantown. Pick up a copy of the Daily Athenaeum every Thursday morning from a newsstand on campus. The Daily Athenaeum is WVU's independent, student-run newspaper, reporting on what matters to you. Reporting by students, for students. Pick up a copy today and read more at thedaonline.com. against Pitt last year to yeah, open up the season, but maybe not but maybe not have your wide receiver drop a pass that hit him in the hands yeah. that lead to an interception. Maybe I don't know, maybe that's something I'd work on. Um Yep, and then Pitt's gonna be a hard one. Uh, it's I mean that one's the most pressure because you get Pitt to be back in this building. And, you know, the fans are gonna be electric players that played last year are gonna want because oh, yeah, because be the players that are returning from last year they they finally understand what that rivalry is about. I mean they've always heard about it, but this is the first time you have returning players that have experienced that, and it's been a long time coming. Uh, so that's going to be a tough one. Uh, and again, there's no cakewalks in this conference at all. Um, I, yeah, I still think Penn State's the hardest game. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm saying this schedule is very, very tough. Um, but if you're able to win some of these games, oh, yeah, you're going to look like a really, really good team. No, I oh, think, yeah. I it, think the Big 12 is a lot more open this year. Right. I felt like it was last year, and it's not going to continue. Like, I, It's going to be wide open once again because I mean, the teams at the top that used to be at the top aren't really uh, up there like they were anymore, in my opinion. And I, one favorable thing about this schedule is you have a lot of good teams that aren't top quality teams. Like I think TCU is going to be another good team, but they're not going to be like a top five, like unbeatable type of team. Like you're going to have a chance to rack up some good wins, right? Um, without having to face like too many like unbeatable opponents, right? Um, right, exactly. Which is I, I probably should have said it like that way the first time. Um, but I mean, we'll see what Brett Venables does at, with Oklahoma in his second year now. Disappointing year. We're He's actually, got a ton of pressure on him. Yeah, we were able to get that uh, yeah. monkey off our back. They right beat, before they, they leave, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, going to Baylor, that'll be a tough one to end the season. But Yeah, uh, but, I, I, you know, depending on how it goes, um, that could be an exciting game. I think the most exciting thing besides, like, obviously playing Penn State and Pitt is the fact that with these new – Big 12 teams, you have the chance to like sort of finally create a rivalry for themselves. Like, again, like before, like I know in the last years of like the Big East, um, West Virginia and Cincinnati sort of had a thing. Like, I think I was just reading about on like Twitter and whatnot, they sort of were building something. So, that's something you know, that's now the closest uh team in my yeah, you don't have, yeah, um, 
and then again, you you get to face teams that you really haven't, at least in my memory, don't remember West Virginia playing. Right. Um, and plus, again, like you have a great story going on. Like that Houston game is definitely that's yeah, like my you, third you, you favorite want, game you again. Talk about storylines because I uh, again I wish that was here because uh, Dana Hogerson would not get a warm welcome. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's going to be for me personally. Besides Penn State and Pitt. Uh, that Houston game is the one I'm going to be like that. That one's circled the most for me to watch quite a few good storylines. I think you can look at that Houston game. If they're going to probably come here in two years, that's a really good thing to build. If, if Horson makes it that, that long, there's been a lot of, uh, there's a lot of chatter about his, uh, I don't think he's back to Morgantown next year, but another one, (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there. I, I don't, I think, I think that might play a factor into his decision is, I have to go in Morgantown next year. Do I really want to do that? Is it worth it? Um, but do you really think it matters that much? I, I think it plays I a little bit of a thing. I don't there. think he. No, I, I do. I agree the way the way he le- the way he the way he left, he doesn't care. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Another one though is Cincinnati. That's another wide open game now that yeah. um, Luke Fickle's gone. Like, how's that program going to bounce um, back? Where Where are they going to go? Um, yeah, my my friend who was here this week and he goes to UC and uh, they're not too happy with who they hired. A lot of the students. I mean, you can't replace Luke Fickle. Like, well, no, uh, fair only, enough. Fair when enough. he leaves, you knew they were only going to have to hire. I, I uh, would have Jim Leonard, but that's fine. Maybe some other people, but uh, Satterfield would not have been my choice. Yeah, no. Uh, that, that one's. Uh, I mean, because it wasn't like he was winning in the ACC. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Let's, no, let's no. be realistic here. That's but, not even a lateral move. And then. Just another thing too is like how the first three games at Penn State versus Duquesne versus Pitt, they're all close by. Like they're Penn State's about how how like two two three and a half three hours maybe, and then you know Duquesne and Pitt that's a hour drive at most. Uh, uh, uh seventy nine. Yeah. So that's that's just cool. That's just like a cool regional cool. thing. Again, like Duquesne's like their, uh, you know, FC. Uh, yeah, the, the, the school that they get to choose, and then you know pits the backyard I brawl. So. That game's gonna be like five o'clock too. That yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be like that uh, Long Island yeah. uh, game like from two seasons ago, yeah. where it's just although, like although, it's just in the at the end of the at day. At least at least Pitt is already guaranteed to be a Saturday this year instead of a Thursday. Like, see, I would when yeah. you scroll through the schedule right now, uh, the only Thursday game is the Houston one. Which at least is not here. At least, but at least for the uh, I mean, pit game last year, Thursdays. that was on Thursday last year. That was at least to open the season well, yeah, up. So that was so that, that was acceptable. That, but yeah, no the like the Baylor that. games, and then what was the other one that was on th- uh, the the Virginia, the, the Virginia Tech the game? Yeah, yeah. For West Virginia last We're year, on Thursdays. Thursdays. I like Thursday games because it's prime time. Like it's a guaranteed prime. Yeah, time but but who who? I, you see, I I've already dumped it from my mind. I, but we oh, it would be. Lewis Riddick and whoever doing play by Matt Barry, Matt yeah, Barry. and they were just horrible because they hate West Virginia. Well, also Lewis Riddick is a pit alum, right, and a, he called he called Riddick that first calling game calling the West Virginia pit game. To me, that was not really acceptable. And then for the and then for when they called the I, I really remember this when they called the West Virginia Virginia Tech game. There was like no energy at all. No, and I get it, like they. Virginia Tech was bad last year, and we we made them look bad. Yeah. Um, but there was no energy at all. So I, I get it. With the, I, I tend to like a lot of uh, the announcing talent ESPN has, but to have someone I don't know for a backyard brawl to be a pit alum, I think it's a bit it was an odd McAfee choice. Too, yeah, you yeah, you have to go back that. Yeah, he did the right, he, did he did the Pro, Pro Bowl, Bowl games yesterday. yesterday. So good though, he's so oh, no, no, I know he did the play-by-play. Yeah, and then they had Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, no, it was so funny. It was he was McAfee was having a good time and everything, and Herbstreit was looking at the Pro Bowl like how we would normally do a game, like so analytical about everything. Just yeah. it was fun. I'm like, it's flag football. Well, I think that's <laughs> it was. It's that's just what funny. I really like about McAfee. He's just he has such a good personality. He doesn't make everything about numbers and. You know, this is happening, this. He just tells it how it is. And I think that appeals to a lot of football fans who don't really care that much to go in-depth with stats. Like, I could really yeah, care less about most of it. you got to add something like that. that yeah, but, that's Herb Street's job. 
I don't know. I think he does like, a good job. It feels like they were both like color commentators yesterday. Yeah, right. Like if you had McAfee doing play by play of like a regular season game, I don't know how much I would want to watch no. that. No, I think Herbstreit does a good job for regular football games. I think he definitely could have been way more entertaining for the Pro Bowl. Like, right. He took yeah, that, was he took that too serious. That. Well, nobody took it more serious than Kirk Cousins. So let's let's move on. <laughs> That's fine. We can be done with West Virginia. We'll talk about that a hundred more times before the season yeah. starts. Um, yeah. We Brian was over yesterday. We've already talked about that. We watched some of that. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is really taking it serious, man. I mean, he was getting angry. He's getting mad. The, my favorite was when he threw the pick. I think he's more and, mad about that than losing to the well, Giants. No, but yeah, he made he made the same face he does during the regular season when yeah. he threw that. Yep. Pick. And I was like, oh, he's he's. No, my favorite part yesterday was <laughs> at the end when. Peyton, Peyton Manning screaming at the ref. Like, yeah, it's a battle you can't do. And then he was so upset <laughs> running off. And <laughs> they had that, you know, when coaches go to shake their hands, you want to kind of shake Eli's hand. And he's like, not have it. It was just like, man, yeah, good game, good game. Do you think that feeds in the narrative of Peyton potentially being a head coach one day or something? No, like I'm, that? I'm, no, I, I don't he, think it does. Uh, no, from everything I've always read, it's like, pe- like, Ursay's always wanted him involved somehow. Uh, either as a head coach uh, or a GM, but consensus I've always seen is like, no, Peyton wants to own a team one day. Like he wants to buy, he wants to be the owner, he wants to have control like that. Um, so if he could ever get like a, uh, a, you know, a team behind him to purchase a team, I think that's what he'd want to do. Yeah, I don't ever see him. I don't think he wants to stress. Like I, I truly think that he just wants to enjoy football. That's think, a, yeah, that's and owning a team, you know, kind of playing a part, um, would be perfect for him. I think that's something that he will do. But coaching wise, I don't think it'll ever happen. I think he'd be a fantastic coach. I do too. I don't think I don't think he wants to. I really don't. It's also too like for years, like also since he retired, ESPN tried to get him to do to be part of the Monday Night Broadcast. And they were only able to get him now for like him and his Eli, the Manning on cast, on his own terms, yeah. pretty much. And he just they just get to have fun. Yeah, I don't think he wants like the stress of like travel and everything and do that because I mean he did that his entire career. You know, he's you know trying to be a family man and whatnot. Maybe down uh, the line. Yeah, maybe, but out. but I think I just think him and Eli are just having fun doing what they're doing. I mean, yeah. and I, they're it's like Omaha Productions, like they're building pretty good so then he has that other espn plus show uh peyton's place and then eli has eli's places and what up whatnot so, yeah they're just building their media empire i like all the like casts that they do i like the manning cast it's kind of comparable to um how the yankees do the k-rod cast they do like um michael k their play-by-play yeah and um alex rodriguez <sighs> you couldn't <laughs> have chosen it's worst pair. so random because I tuned in last season. I was like, let me just watch it. My first time ever. And they had Paul Simon on. Oh, my Ooh. Lord. Paul Simon? You, Simon and Garfunkel? You don't know who Paul Simon is? Oh, my God. Oh, Tanner. <laughs> oh, no. Had, he, was, he was playing a song. He was playing, like, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. The, the, uh, the most famous one. Okay, mouse nose. You know, I don't. Brian, you know. I, I I'm not a zero f- clue. Okay. I'm, this is like in the middle of a Yankee game. I'm not a. F- I'm, I'm still more shocked that she actually compared Manning cast to the. the Michael I'm Cash. not a fan of Alex I'm Rodriguez broadcast. Like no, yeah. They tried. They tried yeah, they tried to do that for a baseball game. Yeah, they tried to do that. that the Manning yeah. cast is anywhere close well, to the K Rod cast. But I, yeah, it's the basis. They're doing Stephen A's world for the NBA now too. Anybody watching those? I have not. Is it good, Brian? Uh, I mean, I was I, last couple of years. I, I'm not a big Stephen A. fan. So yeah, no, we were talking about it yesterday. They're yeah, talking, you know, there's rumors he wants to just have a late night talk show. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, he is. To that. be fair, he's literally carrying ESPN when it comes to NBA. He's funny. He's carrying yeah. ESPN when it comes to almost everything. And first yeah. take is just horrible. First, in my it's, yeah. Ever since like Skip left, hasn't really. And it was still horrible then, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I liked Max Kellerman. Yeah, I just Kellerman. I like Kellerman on Sports Nation. And yeah, stuff. Sports Nation was Sports going. Nation yeah, was but now he has one. to recover his entire image. And so, like, I don't even know. I don't. I, I haven't I seen caught, him. What does he? What does he do now? The other day, and it was. Yeah. What does he do now? He talk, Well, he has a boxing show, which is actually good because he, he, yeah, because that's he, how he that's how he got right. that's how he got he knows his what name. He's talking about as far as that is, and then he does like something at like three o'clock. Something now. Yeah, he does the. Yeah, he's on ESPN Radio. He does his own like. Well, yeah, show but he also. Oh, do they just put it on TV too? Then maybe it probably probably. 
No, actually, no, no. He does have a show at like three o'clock on TV. It's different from the ESPN Radio. Okay, so he has. Um, oh, because he does Kayshawn, Jay Will, Zoop, and Max now, or whatever, right? I forget what it it's is. It's in the morning. I don't like. I you can disagree with his takes, but like as a personality, like I think he's hysterical. <laughs> like the way I want Igudala. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's entertaining. <laughs> I the think. funniest one. <laughs> I don't know, just the way he like he breaks things down, the way he explains what he does things it's like all right, okay. like no, I mean that's he's like one right. of those that like you can disagree with him all you want, but like the way that he backs up his takes, it's like okay, like, yeah, I just wish he was like, on stuff again. I wish he was well, on. Yeah. What more I said stuff. was, you know, I liked him before. I just thought first take became so unwatchable. I just, I think it became unwatchable. Honestly, I'm more on the side of being too. against Stephen A. Yeah, I think. Well, I used to love yeah. Stephen A. I think it became. Stephen A. kicked him off the show pretty much. I think so. it became unwatchable when Stephen A. couldn't be wrong. Right. Stephen A. can't be wrong. Like right. he, he, well, he starts like screaming. Scared. That's why. Like it's just like annoying. He just screams. All right. The time. It, like, yeah. It used to not be that way, and then now it's gotten so far away from it. And, you know, it's just he let. Me, yeah, I, I think I feel like. I feel like Stephen A. let the media's take of Max Kellerman of like, oh, he has this ridiculous taste. He doesn't know yeah. what he's talking about. I think like he played into that too then and bought it like, okay, everything Max is going to say is wrong. Like I'm, I know a lot more about sports because this social media says so. And I, 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 it, I think that's when it all went downhill. Yeah, and also I was watching. I saw it on, I saw it on YouTube. It was actually last night. I was watching. It was. I mean, um, as we know, like Stephen A. had like a big problem with Kwame Brown. And <laughs> oh, those are some great. Yeah, they're funny, but it, he was th- him and Jalen Rose were debating about Kwame Brown, and like Jalen Rose was like, they they were going uh, at it back and forth, but Jalen Rose was like so chill about it, and Stephen A's just screaming at the TV. So like I uh, I I agree with Mount said. It's like I just feel like a lot of it's just kind of like Stephen A's always has to be right, and when he's wrong, he just starts screaming. Like I get you know you're passionate about sports, but like come on, like I don't know. That's how I feel. About it. Yeah, he start like I've watched it a few times. He starts screaming, and everybody like the camera will pan out to all of them. And everyone would just look at him like it's totally unexpected and it's shocking to them. But honestly, yeah. well, I don't I, even I, know why it's surprising think, at this point. I think uh, the world's number one or whatever they call it. What is it? The world, the world leader, the world leader in sports. I think worldwide leader in sports. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I think that part of their problem is that they've kind of gotten away from the Bristol model, where they were in yeah. Bristol before, and like the fact that it's. The Mad Dog on there now, and Mad Dog, the, yeah, you know, and then uh, they Kendrick over. Perkins comes no, over. No, 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 they uh, also are bringing on Francesa now. Yeah, I saw that. That's and stuff the like most that, like, un, that might so be the most like insufferable lineup. Now, where it's like, oh, Francesa, like oh. local New York radio show. Yeah, it's yeah. a big market, but outside of New York, nobody knew who they were. Still, like, and that sort of thing. Like, I just don't get it. It's all like. Move, move. You know, I, I get you are moving stuff up to New York now or whatever. But when it was in Bristol, like I thought things were better. Oh yeah, no. I also thought because um, like Mike and Mike was my favorite. And also, just think of like the hosts of Sports Center, like your Stuart Scotts and right, whatnot. Yeah. They don't like they have obviously they still have uh, good uh, hosts yeah, no, and whatnot, but they it. don't have like that iconic one anymore. Right. Like they don't have. Uh, I know I, Rich Eisen used to do it and Remember whatnot. Yeah, yeah, no. He's good. Sports Center, Sports Center at nights. I think their yeah, strongest I mean, product. Because yeah. uh, they've tried to revamp that six o'clock hour multiple times. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did it with Jamel Hill and. Um, oh, oh that guy's. I know you're talking. Yeah, about. Michael. Michael Smith. Was it, Something like that. But yeah, I know you're talking. Yeah. About. yeah, Michael Strick. No, no, no. no Not sure. I know you're talking about Michael Smith. It might be Michael. Yeah, yeah. They, I remember. I remember to, they tried to do that. They, they yeah, used to do his and hers at like twelve o'clock yep. in the afternoon. Yeah, we used to watch it at lunch, or yeah. when I was in middle school. And stuff. I also think. Um, but like, I, I, yeah, no, you're right. They're, yeah. they're struggling to find that. Out I think their stuff. NFL Live uh, team's really strong too. Like, oh, you like Dan Oshlowski? Yeah, but I think. Uh, I'm not a fan of him. I think Mina Kimes does a really good yeah, job, I and love I think. Mina Kimes. Um, uh, Marcus Smith, Marcus Marcus Spears does a really good yeah. job too. And for or Dan, uh, I can't pronounce his last Orlowski. name. Yeah, I can't. I'll have trouble. <laughs> but um, I think he does a really good job when they do their film segments and he breaks down film. Like yeah, I think yeah, I, I love yeah. watching those, yeah. and I think they do a really good job. And then Mina's just great. I think she does like any topic she brings up. It's uh, 
well researched and whatnot. Uh, so I think their NFL Live segment's really strong. I just like the way how. They, and they have a camaraderie with each other. They yeah, all like, love they bash that they are always making fun of Dan for whatever he brings to eat and whatnot and his food takes. And like they actually like being around each other. I think that really goes a long way. I just like Mina because, you know, even like Tanner was saying, she gets mad on Twitter, but she has reason for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, people people, are people so clown her Yeah, people her, clown her all the time. And well she, researched, she knows what she's talking about. And like, the funniest part is when they clown her, it's like she automatically has the perfect response for it and disproves their point every time yeah she'll like say the most basic information that can come from anyone they'll be like <laughs> shut up you're a woman yeah and no they they, they, they bash her so unapologetically and it's it's a real shame because she's again she, i think uh, she's the best part of I nfl i don't want to i i liked her when she was on um around the horn yeah like yeah that. like that's that's what i know her and then highly questionable too uh with old Dan Levitard when that was still on. Um, all right, let's move back really quick to the All-Star Games and the Pro Bowls in general. I think they all suck. I think they're all horrible I for mean, the most part. I yeah. See, you can. I at least saw the flag. The flag football at least was entertaining. Um, but, like, for me, I guess I would rather them do different things. I, like, for the NHL, the All-Star Game's horrible. Well, my question is... They what, marketed that so bad, because I NHL, had no idea it was this week let, until Friday. I'm like, oh, it's we, tomorrow? We, there, there's another time. You guys don't love hockey. We could talk still learning hockey. five hours about how the NHL is the worst at marketing, yeah. and it's not even considerably close. Yeah. No, and whatsoever. You thought ES, I thought they, ESPN they do, would they market them more after, since they bought the rights. Did you guys know that they have an outdoor game this year? Did you know that they play an outdoor game this year? I yeah. know they always play an outdoor they game. They play one. Do you ever know yeah, what it's it the is? Winter Classic. Right, they play the Winter Classic always on New Year's Day. Okay, nobody knows that. Look, we're talking to, to, to five sports people in here, and one of us knows it. Wait, when's the next outdoor game? They have one in Raleigh, North Carolina this year. Oh. Right, already, yeah, nobody knew that. Did they already play in Germany? In what? Did, didn't they have a game in Germany? No. They, uh, or they had an international they, they game? They played international games in Finland. That's and in the yeah, Czech okay. Republic at All the right. beginning of the year. All right. Um, yep. See, this is really good talk right now. This is the NHL marketing problem. Well, I don't I don't follow hockey at all. I have a lot of friends who do, though. Yeah. And I know that a lot of them are really upset with the NHL and how they've been handling a lot of their marketing lately. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Like, you know, not to get into it, but... The Rangers had a Pride Night, and they were like, they advertised that they were going to have, you know, rainbow tape, you know, okay. rain up warm up jerseys, like rainbow warm up jerseys, yeah. and they get into the locker room, <coughs> nothing's there. Come to find out, the NHL, the Rangers associate organization, never told any of the players that they weren't doing any of that anymore. So they got people in by saying it was a Pride Night, and then didn't have any of that. Huh. Okay. Like no, the, that's it. I, I didn't like read about players that players are making statements like, we didn't find out that we weren't doing this until we walked into the locker room and we had regular jerseys, nothing was on our sticks, like nothing. Yeah. So no, a it, lot of people are getting upset at how they're being... When was that? Last week. Okay. No, no, so that was, I, after, that was yeah. after the then Flyers. I completely missed that. Yeah, it was not. after the Flyers one Because most teams, or I think almost all of them, if not all of them, do a Pride Night every year. Yeah, I, I've been to multiple of them. Like, that's what's, you know. They, they, there's all kinds of outreach like that that the NHL does. And localized, I think the teams do a better job marketing. But as a national brand, the NHL is terrible at it. That we can, you know, that Rangers conversation is probably a much longer conversation. That's that's very interesting. I just don't know anything about it. I didn't even know that yeah, happened. Yeah, if you just, like look on Twitter and just search up like yeah, oh, Rangers sure. Pride Night, I'm sure. you'll see tons of backlash yeah. because there's a lot of hockey fans who are well, right. no, you know, yeah. part of the LGBT community yeah. and who were like, hey, my team is doing a Pride Night. I'm going to go support and give my money. Yeah. And they get completely like... Yeah, the, no, that's that's the whole, wild. They get it's clowned a, for it. It's a big it. reason like, they're, yeah. they wanted to go, obviously. And, then and people are yeah. upset and... Rightly so. Yeah, like, no, fair enough, yeah. No, I didn't I didn't realize that. Okay, I'm going to look into that because I didn't. Again, nobody talks about the NHL either. That's the other problem. You don't ever see it. But that's whatever. I don't uh, remember the last time I saw a, all I was a NHL about. highlight on SportsCenter. Right, exactly. Now that I'm thinking, unless it's like a top ten. Right. Um, yeah. So, fine. But I was just saying, like, you you might like the NBA All-Star game as far as the actual All-Star game. I would rather have a bunch of the skills competitions. Yeah, I don't enjoy the game. I like right. the three-point contest. Three-point contest, the dunk contest. Yeah, the All-Star game is exciting. 
I just yeah. yeah also the, yeah. The, the, now the, that you like, think let's, about let's it, yeah. be, my thing is what. So what do you want from? Well, you said the Pro Bowl is boring. What do you no, want no, no. the NFL to do? Uh, let me like they said. Like some some of the players said, just send them on vacation. Yeah, let me. <laughs> they deserve it. Really quick about the NHL because what I thought they did was very interesting. So I was listening to my favorite radio show and. The Blue Jackets play-by-play announcer said that in the 60s and 70s, the NHL All-Star Game used to be before the year, and it would be the Stanley Cup winner would play the All-Stars. That would be like that, that's year. awesome. Which I think is that's a little a great bit more idea. interesting of a premise. But you wouldn't get them to do that. No, no one would I agree know. With that anyway. I know. But so you know, I was I was kind of excited. I like the NHL All-Stars competition. They do fastest skater. They do accuracy shooting. They do all those things. I think the skill games are way better than the actual game. But then, when you watched it, nobody was really trying in a lot of it either. And it's like, all right, fine. Well, if if you can't if you can't force the players to somehow try to do these things, then I don't think it matters what you do. And and, and the, it's also in the middle of the season too for a lot. Well, and right, so like, right. Like you don't like for the NFL at least the season's try. over for everybody that's there. Yeah. So they can kind of you know go off a little bit more. I think that the flag football game was okay. I didn't have really any interest in it. I would much on. rather watch that than what the Pro Bowl became. Oh, no, I agree, but I'm saying I don't even think you need that at all. Like, I think if you did I just the events and you did it one day on ESPN and you did farthest throwing and all those things, I think it'd be fine. And that'd be enough for me. Yeah, when you think about it. Because the, I really don't have any interest I, I, in watching a fake game. Because I don't understand what the rivalry is between the NFC and the AFC. Kind of like, like that sort to, of thing to me, yeah. I think is stupid. I'd rather have the players for at least teams, or you pair up like you have like one team from the AFC North and one like you take one team uh, out of yeah, each and no. then you have them all play each other because then you could still have you know Miles Garrett going up against at least how it used somebody to, on the Steelers or something like, like for baseball it used to be the winner of the AL and NL gets the. The, that conference gets World right, Series that advantage. That stakes. used that's used to that's what it right. used to be. That way for the Pro Bowl but it's also like it's also like I agree with you. Yeah, that's if, a if, game. if I watch like these All Star games, I'm watching it for the competitions. Like for MLB, I I really only watch the home run derby because right. that's the most entertaining. And like then, I, I don't think there's any real competition that's part of it. Yeah, you can see some cool things, but there's no stakes. I think it also depends on like if the player's the first time at the All Star game. I think they care a whole lot more than like someone who's been there eleven times. You're not going to get competition. Well, no, that's why I'm saying I don't care about the game. If you were to say, "Hey, we're the NFL could very easily," this is a conversation we can have too about officiating. I know you guys talked about it on your podcast for a little bit. How do you not have full time officials? The NFL. Could very easily say we're going to do most accurate passer, longest passer, you know, best catch into the pool, which I thought was an interesting idea. A- any of these things you want to do, fine. You do all skills games only. The NFL could do ten to fifteen of those and put a million dollar prize at the end of each of them for whoever wins it. And I guarantee you, there'd be a lot more trying then. Like that's so much money. Like they're not, not to the spend NFL. It's money. not. They're not going to spend that money if they don't have to. I. I if you they really wanted to make it a more com- almost a trillion dollars a year, if they made it a competitive, so if, if if they NFL wanted to make it competitive, they, they would could. Spend that's the money. what I'm saying. But I I feel like they they don't care. Right. The point that's the, the point so of watching that, I care. The point of watching that then then don't. I'm just well, saying no, that's the point. I don't. The point of the Pro Bowls, the All Star Games, or whatever, is strictly entertainment. It's not for competitive. Yeah, but wise. it's not entertaining to me because there is no competitiveness to it. It's just guys out there playing around. A lot it's of people get their hard. a lot of people get their enjoyment out of like the MLB All Star Game. You now watch them. You watch. You hear them. They put mics on the players so you can hear that. You know how they interact for pitches. That like, that's the entertainment part of that. Okay. Of that event, the competition comes from the um, the home run derby. Like that's where you're going to get your competition. That's when people try. The other events just well, yeah. That's yeah, what Pete Alonzo okay. let, let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> what, what, what does the winner of the home run derby get? What is it, a million dollars? Oh, okay. What did I just say? Cool. Yeah, but like, you're like, talking about you like said, so you many said, different events. Yeah, you said the 15. Home run, you have one home well, run yeah, derby. Okay, but 10 to 15 events for the NFL at a million dollars a piece is nothing. But that's you, 15 you million much, dollars that they don't want to spend. Look at how much they spend. make. That's two Super Bowl ads during the entire Super Bowl. Yeah, you do. I'm, I'm, not, mean, saying, I'm not saying that it. they don't have the money. I'm saying that why would they want to spend that, though? Because I think it would make it much better. I think you'd get way more people to watch it. I don't think so. I honestly, like... I liked seeing that they were having fun, like during that flag yeah. football game. Like they were having fun. Like I, I enjoy. Yeah, well, other. yeah. The big thing is like, uh, 
I mean, sure, a lot of, of player the... like it's like as much as the fans like you want the fans to have it. A lot of players that were t- asked yesterday about the Pro Bowl, like they a lot of them had fun with it. Like a lot yeah, of like, them thought it was a fun I, time. I, Josh I, Jacobs didn't. I know he he said he didn't like it, right. but uh, a lot of like what yeah, I saw, okay, a lot of players enjoyed it. I get my enjoyment out of watching the players personalities i think okay. that's what it's for no, that's fair you get the personalities out and i think you get that more out of the flag football than you did out of the regular game because oh yeah you that, get yeah they're all mic'd up more it's a okay. much closer area you can see the reactions well then let, let, okay listen like watching jahir alexander pick off trevor lawrence yesterday like he oh, i'm sure that felt really into good the end zone yeah. and he was so happy like like you see that, and you know that they're just having fun. Like it kind of like takes them back to just playing football in a backyard. Like I think that's just the whole point of it. I would rather watch them enjoy it and have fun than see them play an actual game. And it did get pretty competitive at the end when it was well, close. No, no, I, I, I was saying I just want competitive skill games. That's all I was trying to <laughs> well, say. Well, you didn't like them moving the chains. You didn't like that. <laughs> like I, well, yeah, but that got really competitive, didn't it? I feel like I feel I like most of it. them did get pretty competitive. Uh, yeah, no. I, my original point was about the NHL. Oh, I yeah, no. Really, don't know much about the right, NHL, but, like, but I can also understand how I they wouldn't want it in the middle of the season. Right. But to, what are you gonna do? Like, put it at the end of the year. The NHL takes most things that you do in hockey takes a ridiculous amount of effort. Right. That like, what kind of skill things you're gonna do that they're not gonna that they're gonna put full effort into their break in the season. Well, they do that. Like the fastest skater usually is pretty good, but then other than that, it wasn't great. And like that was more of my point too. Like I in the NBA All Star game, they don't really play defense at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, it, like it's but not in the NHL. That's the same way. They change it to three on three to make it a little better. But now you have like nine six hockey games. Like to me, that's all right. Not 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 what I would choose. The NBA did a great job changing the getting rid of the fourth quarter, just making it a target score because yeah. it's gotten. Because um, they were scoring almost 200 a game, weren't they? Not even that. Just more so that fourth quarter becomes incredibly competitive then. And that's where you get you get the people that enjoy watching. You know, the first three quarters, you get the personalities. You get them having fun. You get all these trick shots, crazy plays. And then that fourth quarter, you get the competitiveness that, like, you're looking for where they're actually <laughs> running zones and trap right. defenses trying to, you know, win for, like, charities and things like that. Yeah, I think that that's way better then. And but- it is, but, like, you can't do that in sports. Like, you can do that in basketball because that takes a little less effort than football and hockey. Where right. when where you're actually trying, you're putting right. your body at risk. Right. Okay. Um, and I think that's where you. It's hard to be more competitive in those sports because when you're competitive in those sports, you have to put your body at risk. You're taking hits. It's a lot more effort than in basketball. You can kind of just run up and down the floor. You know, stop. Yeah. Like, right. It's easier in basketball. That's my take on yeah. it. No, I, I agree with that. That's why I was saying make the skill games a little bit more competitive because you don't have to be as physical. Like a skill game in the NHL, like where you're shooting at a target and that sort of thing, you're not getting hit. Anybody can go take 15 slap shots. Yeah, but is 15 slap shots worth a million dollars? Well, no, that's not what, But I'm saying you got to figure out a way to make it more competitive. And in the NHL, maybe you need to work on your marketing before you do anything else. Uh, Sean, Joel and B didn't start... Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, you're over it now. But like, Harden didn't make it either. Huh? Well, Harden didn't make it either, which I thought was. Oh. Yeah. I thought Trey Young would have been the one to get it over Harden. Well, uh, who gets who gets the start now that Kyrie's in the West? Well, How's that going to work? Is Kyrie? Really I think. I think. No, it, the I think Jalen. Bra- I think a lot of people were saying Jalen Brown yeah, gets the, the teams will stay the same. I don't think. Well, and also so Curry's out though too. So it, 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 right, it just happened in the NHL where a player got traded from the East to the West, and yeah, the, uh, it would. It, you, uh, what? Never mind. I was thinking of the trade that happened yesterday. That was after the All Star game. What Kyrie? Oh no, never mind. It was Kyrie's a starter. Sorry. Isn't he? Right. Well, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, but they're drafted, so I think the teams. I don't think it'll change anything. I think he'll still be in the starter oh, yeah, no, pool. Yeah, they drafted. Just he'll yeah. be in the starters pool because then right. it won't be yeah. East or West. The right. teams are still set. The yeah. only thing that'll change is Curry just got hurt. He won't play, so a guy from the West will take his spot. And then right. bring up a new reserve. And I think it'll probably be because they'll have to be. Does it have to be a guard? I I think so. I, and it'll probably be De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I was gonna say it should be Fox. Okay. If it's not, then Anthony Edwards. Well, yeah. So in the NHL, uh, Bo Horvat was traded from the West to the East, and he still played on the Western Conference team. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it happened before the draft, 
or before the yeah. All Star game. But yeah, they, I think they, they, they extended him yesterday. Anymore. That's yeah. what I was thinking. With about. the oh yeah, that's a whole topic too. With the um, with the drafting of the teams, I don't think it changes anything. Okay. The only thing that East West determines is if you become an All Star. Yeah. But once it's already selected, I think it one a cool thing I think they're doing this year is that. You're drafting the captains are drafting their teams right, right before, before the yeah. game. I think that's cool. I like that because kind of like pickup. Yeah, pick that up. and like because they practice like when they when it was East West when they would draft yeah. beforehand like they would practice. Are they just all going to practice together? Are they all going to maybe they maybe, maybe. Just are yeah. they going to practice East West and then get drafted and mixed up or I I don't know how it's going to happen but I know like they would hold practices shoot arounds for their teams things like that which like I don't it's interesting to watch the clips from those because again they're just like goofing around and having fun with it yeah. but i don't know i it, i the nba does an amazing job with their all-star all-star weekend they yeah they knock it out of the park every year they're always changing something to keep you interested too so it's not like the same thing every year you know you're getting yeah silver uh, does a good job of oh it's in utah but oh, salt lake city yeah okay. i mean silver does a good job of like kind of doing like a lot of stuff for the fans yeah as opposed to other professional sports because we've seen yeah. a lot of changes he made <laughs> so yeah, the penguin also, Gary Bettman not good. Are they putting in a four point line this year for the game? Uh I think they had. I think they had one last year, did they? Yeah, the Ruffles four point line. Yeah, I'm probably. I mean, Curry's not playing, so I'm not. Not that that would change that, but I don't know who else is making that. <laughs> Dame Lowers pulling. Oh, no, Dame, yeah, yeah he's true. on a tear yeah. this year. Yeah, that's true. Julius Randle. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody at one point will pull up from the four point line, yeah. even Bam. I mean, Randall takes like seven of those a game for some reason. The only player, I mean, he's not in the All-Star game this year. The only player that wouldn't do that is Jimmy Butler because he absolutely yeah. does not care about the All-Star. I think, <laughs> I think last year he played like five minutes, and all five minutes he's jogged up the floor, just passed the ball. Yeah. Like he did not want to be there. Yeah. Videos of uh, him at practice, he was just like stand by himself. Like he just, he did not want to be there at all. I thought it was really funny. But no, I, I think I'm excited. I'm always excited for the NBA. Um all-star weekend i saw dame's doing the three-point i think dame and uh buddy healed with some names i don't know who else is doing it but i'll be good no idea yeah mac mcclung in the dunk contest will be fun mcclung and then they have i think like scotty pippen jr or something i don't know who else is but who made it from the magic the all-star game yeah nobody none of them should be an all-star come on he's i i mean they don't let rookies in. i was gonna say it's hard for rookies and also like i mean he was hurt but so was like jaron jackson jr and paul george i think yeah i i think anthony davis needs to be an all-star i was gonna say because him and jaron jackson like played the same amount of games and obviously anthony davis's stats were like a lot better jaron jackson's in because he's the best defensive in player in the league State, right? yeah i went to michigan yeah. State. yeah i found out about him the other day i mean i didn't realize he was what's, still in the league. what do you think <laughs> that's how much i pay attention to the nba because i don't care until the playoffs do you think that all-star games should be strictly strictly stats based no i think it should yeah. be up to the fans you think it should be fully up to the yeah 100 the nhl's in my opinion Again, the NHL sucks. Their format is completely stupid. The way they did it this year is they picked basically one player from each team and then left three at-large bids per conference. I think, and then that was up to the fans. The I think if you though. use like Pro Bowls, don't get used that heavily in like Hall of Fame. Yeah, but they're um, always listed. The, I, they all. That's the thing. But like in NBA, like All Star selections is a legit like how many All Stars? Because Austin Reeves was like make. top ten in like. In the All Star votes or something, like it's that's why for the NBA. Yeah, there was the year well, that didn't Caruso make it that year, right? No, there was the well, he, he, well, he got votes, but he didn't. Make there it. was the year it. it was 2015 Golden State Warriors, um, where the fan vote used to carry 50. Yeah. percent Zaza Pachulis was yeah, like Zaza. the second highest vote getter, and the NBA was like, "Well, we have to switch something up. Like, we can't have Zaza Pachulis, who's averaging like five points a game." Be a starter in the All Star game. Even this year, Derrick Rose had like top ten MVP votes, yeah. and he's not so, like, even in the rotation. He always, I feel like he always yeah. does. It's like his popularity. That's why yeah. I can't be strictly fan. Okay, no, I, I, is, all right, I get that idea. And then also, if you're using things like that towards like Hall of Fame resumes for those yeah, borderline, yeah. those borderline players, like, oh yeah, I had this, like I can use this to kind of bump my chances to get into the Hall of Fame. You don't want that to be decided because you're yeah, popular. But, well, okay, so then in my opinion, I think that like the Hall of Fame. That should be strictly for Hall of Fame players. Like, how the NFL does it where you get, you know, five to seven guys a year. Like, baseball kind of has that right. Now, their Hall of Fame has a lot of problems. Anissa, I'm sure, can get into that a little more. What, baseball Hall of Fame? Yeah. Oh, my but, Lord, but, it's terrible. What I'm saying is, like, where you have to really, really do something where you're like, that guy is 
in the Hall of Fame, or that girl is in the Hall of Fame, right? So like, you don't think it should be a set amount of people every year to just be... Right, like, I think that it did take Huggins forever to get in because he'd never won a national title and that sort of thing. And I think that that's okay because your resume should be... You look at it and you immediately think this guy's in the Hall of Fame. You shouldn't have to convince somebody that that person should be in the Hall of Fame for them to get in, in my opinion. Like, so you, do you, so based off that knowledge, do you, baseball think, should take, do you think take that, that for granted. whenever a player retires, mm-hmm. their resume, it's that year. It's either you're in or you're not. You get evaluated no, 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 like that's that. Not, well, no, I'm saying you look at their career. And so if you look at the career of Eli Manning, let's just say, who people think should go to the Hall of Fame. No. I, First ballot Hall of Fame. No. I think that he should go to the Hall of Fame, too. He's a first ballot. You say he doesn't career five hundred. He has a career five hundred record. Yeah, but what he oh what he God. did. I guarantee you, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and rightfully so. I don't, I don't know about top ten quarterback of all time. I don't think he oh, deserves okay. first right. ballot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But what I'm saying is, like, you shouldn't be able to, like, with baseball. Sometimes you know a guy will get seven percent his first year or something like that. And you got to get up to what is seventy five or seventy. Like, if you have to like pitch yourself. To get into the Hall of Fame, I don't think that then you're like, okay, well, all right, now now you've convinced me 15 years after your career ends that you should be in the Hall of Fame. When you look back at that career, you need to say this person was such a force in whatever league it is that you could not stop them. And if you were to redraft that league at any point, he'd be a top five pick or she would be a top five. Like that, That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think that the Hall of Fame should be for everyone. Oh, I, I agree. Right. So, like, are you so? so like, what yeah, would what would the cutoff be? Like, like, like Philip Rivers, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. So, like, I know it's a flawed system, but at least baseball has like they have the ballot, and you need a certain percentage right, right. of votes. Yeah, I think that's flawed because, because you could because you could still get the amount of votes to just stay on the ballot. Right. So, are you saying like no matter what, there should be like. A cutoff of one, yeah. so like a five year, like you have, right? So you have the five years after you retire to be eligible, and then an additional five to decide if you right. get in. But okay. if you're going to do that, then you can't have a certain amount of players make it every year. It has to be as that's many what I'm players. Saying. If the NFL only inducts one player one year, then that's what it is. The problem with the problem with baseball well, is the fact is that crazy. you well, know you the, have they need to choose new most notable voters. ones. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens have been rejected 10 times. And Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. And the problem is everyone, you know, putting all of their problems aside that they had, they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame while you have David Ortiz, who was a drug user, who is in the Hall of Fame. So what's so different from Ortiz Also, Ortiz was... Arguably the most clutch DH of all time. Yes, but Barry Bonds Arguably. had a I understand. No, I, I, no, no, I, under, I, I agree so with they you. Should both Barry Bonds, yeah, no. I'm not Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, they all should be in the they hall. That's unquestionable. But the because fact is, for yeah. they've been denied constantly it's, and they were still it's, on the ballot. It's also crazy right. because, no, like, yeah. so, like, the only one who made it the year was Scott Rowland, top 10 third baseman, top 15 third baseman. That's whatever, but you can't, like, I feel like you can't tell – like, you could tell the history of baseball without Scott Rowland. But Bonds, Sosa, McGuire, Clemens, These are that's no the history games. of baseball. That was a whole yes. that was a whole decade right. plus you, you of – yeah. No, like, no, I completely you agree. have to get over the fact, like, okay, they use drugs, yep. whatever. Like, putting all that aside, again, you have other drug users – who were on the ballot? It's also because like it in because they've had good careers outside of all. You know the biggest argument that they should have just like it's like everyone was doing it. It's the fact that they yes. admitted to doing it is why they were left off. Yes, like it was quote unquote accepted at the time of when they were taking these. Things. And also like also like a big thing like Bonds didn't need to take uh, no. Royce. Uh, he was had he had a Hall of Fame trajectory without him. He just went over yeah. that with them. It's, yeah, no, I agree with you. It's the fact that none of them are in, and they probably never will. No, they're just no, gonna... it, it, and then like Pete Rose probably will never get in, no, and that's won't. for other different reasons. But like, Pete Rose, he's all time hits Pete, leader. Yeah, he Pete also Rose like, yeah. It's just you can't. You can't There's different reasons why you have Pete to Rose look is at in. Their but... on field, whatever. Uh, outside of that, I you know, 
you can question people's character and all of those things, but if you were the best at your time in your league, then you, you deserve to be, be in the, in the Hall of Fame. Of fame. Yeah. Mounts, why did you get so concerned when I said Rivers shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? Because he's almost like a top he's top seven, what? eight quarterback of all time. He never won anything. Just because your stats are great doesn't mean you get to go in the Hall of Fame. I, Rivers was the fourth the of the best QB consistently. The NFL is the one is the one sport that you cannot fully take Super Bowls into account. That's not what I'm because there's 21 other guys that not, not even including special teams that play a difference into winning a Super Bowl. I, I, I think. No, I see. I, I I think. I think. Rivers Everyone is, from that 2004 draft class gets, like, those yeah, but, top no, let, four let, are going right, to get listen, in. Listen, because if we look at the NFL during Philip Rivers' prime, <laughs> he was never the top three best quarterback in the league. Because you had Brady, yeah. you had Manning, you had the other Manning, you had Roethlisberger, you had Breeze. You had was Rod. Eli ever consistently no, a top? No, th- these are your top quarterbacks in the league, I don't right? think he was. Okay, fine. So you Eli, take, you take, Eli and Eli. It was Brady. Peyton, Breeze, far for a bit there. Then Roger, yeah, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's top three in that era. With what Roethlisberger went to the AFC Championship every other year too, just like Manning and. I'm just Brady. saying they those, those all, are the names. Those are just the names that yeah. are coming to mind. It was it was Brady Manning, yeah. pa- Brady Peyton yeah. one too, and then. But yeah, like that's what I'm saying. So then when you look at that era, yes, Philip Rivers was a good quarterback in that era, but he was never the top two or one guy. So, no, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. Well, the Hall of Fame is not for everybody. Then neither should Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger won two Super Bowls. He had multiple passing titles. Roethlisberger deserves Roethlisberger it over... Roethlisberger was the best I, in his uh, over, era at, for at Over Rivers. Yes. Re- Rivers was you never ju- the best quarterback. You just... Neither was Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. If you're saying you have to be a top three quarterback at some point in the league, Ben Roethlisberger was never a top three quarterback in the league. I... That's not true. That is, he never not, cracked the top two because he was always playing with Brady and Manning. He never passed those two. 2015, he was the NFL's passing leader with the number one offense in the league. Cool. I, Roethlisberger was definitely... Phillip Rivers is a two-time passing leader. Okay. There right. you go. Okay. If you're going to count just passing no, yards, then Phillip Rivers fine, had two. Fine. Like. But, Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, all first ballot Hall of Famers. They're all going to get in. I all first ballot. I Hall question I, I'm whether saying, they all. I'm saying should be first ballot. Roethlisberger probably will be. I don't know if Eli Manning will be first ballot. I think so. I think he gets it because at the end of the day, all he has to say two rings against Brady. But I don't. Other than that, I don't think I look. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He will be, and I'll, I mean. It's, do you understand what I'm saying about the Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame should be for a select few. I get that, but those few, like those three, are without a doubt in it. You can't tell the history of the NFL without those three. I think you can tell without Philip Rivers. I don't think so. Then you're not telling a complete story of that era. Uh, no, you could tell it because of that draft class. Well, let, let, because uh, of okay. that, just just that draft class Sean, alone, you tell. But you no, I understand. No, I understand. Philip Rivers, uh, you know, not to when, his own fault, but like. Right. A lot of a lot of those San Diego teams are forgettable. But when you say, and that's my issue with like Eli too. The two thousands, nobody ever says Philip Rivers first. Second, if, if they one. do, if they yeah, if they do, it'll be like one of the last ones they throw in. It's right. always going to be Brady, Manning, Big Ben, uh, Brees. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, right. Brett Favre, right. and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's no. it's my issue. It's going to be because you're going to have this conversation again in a few years. With Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford, right? Is Matt it's, Ryan a Hall of Famer? Mounts? He has an MVP, so that's what he has to say. And then not a first ballot. And then Stafford has the Super Bowl, and so like that, that's going to be those arguments coming down the road. And I think, I honestly think Stafford and Ryan got in at some point, right? But like I said, but I, I understand what you mean. I feel like the NFL's like it's now letting a ton of right players who've had really good careers, but I don't. But I no question if they're. I question if right. they're Hall of. Hall of Fame worthy. Philip Rivers had three total seasons where he did not throw for four thousand or more yards. Like the consistency of Philip Rivers was okay. insane. And then another thing too is like you're gonna with just the way the league is with the extra game and everything. Right, quarterbacks gonna they're gonna they're gonna more. they're gonna shatter these guys' right. records, and then they're you're gonna have guys who are gonna be top ten in yards and touchdowns. 
uh, just by the way of the game and their longevity, you're going to say, are they really? Right. Um, but the argument's going to be, well, they're top 10 in this. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's it, again, I think all of those quarterbacks in that draft class get in. But I, I feel like if you had to give, like if I, if I were to give first ballots, the only two I'd give would, would be uh, Breeze and Roethlisberger. I think they deserve first ballot. Uh, Hall of Fame claims. If Philip Rivers is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, he'll be the most underrated player of all time. Mm, I don't know about most underrated player of all time. Well, like, okay, let me let me give you this for example. How Devin Hester was not a first ballot Hall of Famer is beyond me. Because they don't value special teams, which is a joke. But if you are the best player in your position of I, all time, I agree with you that he. That's been that's first why, ballot, but I feel but like also value. like he is like I know he's. As a returner, he's the greatest. But he was always listed as a wide receiver. Well, yeah, but that's—I know, I know, but I, I know what you're saying. But like, yeah, he deserves to be in the hall. But he was always listed as a wide receiver, and he was not a good wide receiver. But no. returner, yeah, he was really good, obviously. Um, but then I mean, like. Cordell Patterson could take that title from him with a few more touchdowns. Right, Cordell Patterson's been what, like his, what is it, three or four maybe time All Pro? Eh, true. Like true. I, I think you could make that argument. And I'd probably agree with you. True. Who's on the the finalist year? It's like Revis is on. It's a finalist this year. There's a ton of because now they do the. Old I think. I think. Uh, Freeney, Dwight Freeney's yeah. one. Uh, let me look. Just I'm looking at the differences here. The only stat that Big Ben he leads in two stats all time <laughs> over Philip Rivers, and that is total yards. But he started right away. Philip Rivers was on the bench for his first two, and then got hurt. So and Super Bowls, Super so, Bowls, and total yards. Big Ben does not have more passing yards than Philip Rivers. Big Ben has more passing right. yards. Yeah. That's but what I'm saying. Oh, Rivers, Rivers, start. Rivers has like three more touchdowns, I believe. If you look at, but Philip Rivers also only played, he only in his first two seasons, he only attempted 30 passes, and he's still only about 1,000 yards behind Big Ben. Yeah, here's the finalists this year it's Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Dwight Frooney, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. Like, when you think Joe Thomas, you think Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Right? Like, that's what I mean. That's what I think the Hall of Fame should be for. And I think If you have to argue for a person, I don't think it's that's worthy. That's still Phil Rivers and Big Ben. Okay, that's your opinion. Yeah. That's I, fine. I, I don't want to argue about it. Darryl Revis, Hall of Famer. Joe Thomas, Hall right. of Famer. Demarcus Ware, Hall of Famer. Right. Well, I think Joe Reggie Thomas, Wayne, Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah, I think all these guys pretty I, I much have Candace. Like, immediately, okay... That guy, when he was playing really football, yeah, he 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 was all thing. He was the best at his position and whatever at this time and all of that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I don't uh, it's I I think it's frustrating. You have some like it's also crazy too when like you feel like someone's a hall of famer and it takes them a while too. Like right, their discourse like it's I feel like I, I feel like I feel like they 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 try to say like they have set. Things you're trying to right. get to be Hall of Fame, and when some players have them, I mean, look at like Drew Pearson. It took him forever to get. In. He got in a few years ago. Yeah. So it's I, I like they always say like oh these are things you should consistently get, and then like sometimes players do and they're like forgotten about, and then they have to have like for the hundred for the end, the hundredth year, they let they had special players from like the earlier days get in because they finally were able to get them voted in. So I'm actually looking at. I'm just looking at baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And even though Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens timed out of Yeah, you know, you get yeah, you get they you, went yeah. to the contemporary baseball era player ballot. Yeah, they That's always do. 16 it's 16 members. Yeah. And they always say no. Yeah. They got both of them got less than 4 votes. Yeah, that which it happens every time. It's yep. sad. Yep. Because you know, like you yeah, I think, saying, wasn't you have it have players who was, are clearly Hall of Famers. It was like Bonds last year last year, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so he's only ever going to be he's going to be on the contemporary ballot for like the rest of Well, they have time, they're much. starting at, they started the contemporary ballot. Yeah. And then they're going to have the classic one that meets next year. Yeah. So they're going to start breaking it up. Hate to break it to you, still not getting. They're in. never going to get no, on. It's just sad. No. It, 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 it's ridiculous. Especially too like 
um you know we're all a bit too young like to to remember barry bonds like at the end of his career like when he hit that but like i talked to everyone like who watched baseball and they say like without a doubt he's the most dominant player they've ever seen and yeah, that's. I would say if general consensus of yeah, he's the most dominant player that people seen. I think that qualifies to be Hall of Fame worthy. I, I, I so, I had yeah. another conversation was going to go that wild. I'm sorry. No, not, yeah. that was a good conversation. No, I think it's. I it's think, something that needs to be talked yeah. about. Yeah. It's just well, so the, the MLBs up. is really. MLB is. Yeah, no, the MLB is the most fresh, especially too. Like, they don't have to have a Hall of Fame class every year like scott Rowland was the only one this year and some years there's no one to get I, in i think you could kind of like roll it you can combine them into yeah. like three years like i would take maybe like again, one like, hall of fame induction every five years and induct yeah, that class it's fine but also like again with like issue with scott Rowland is like i talk to people like uh I, I i asked my dad and i asked my uncle i because he used to be a philly and then a cardinal and i was like hey, scott Rowland just got on what do you thoughts to anything he's like I always thought he was very good. Right. Like, not Hall of Fame worthy. He's like, so they were, like, scratching their heads about that. Right. I think I that was, like, the general consensus. Like, yeah. They want, they want, they're like, okay, we need somebody in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. Let's vote for anybody. Yeah. Well, so, especially because I know Rodriguez was on the ballot. Yeah, I think he received 139 votes. Uh, yeah, the MLBs is beyond me. I, it's, a, it's a problem. Adrian Beltre will be on it next year. Uh, so yeah, next year, next year has a ton of, has, has a ton of names. They never do first ballots really in the MLB either. No, the last one, I think the last one I could remember was Jeter. Which is also, and then, um, the only unanimous, then the Sandman was the only only unanimous one. The only unanimous one who received every single yes vote. I mean, that makes sense. He's the greatest closer of all time. Yeah, so I know like Jeter had like one guy say no, and I thought that was I funny. No. If you're like, I would have said so no. If you're looking <laughs> just because I don't like Jeter. Class of 23. Well, that's the problem. I don't though. like the cap. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's also a problem. Players. That's why Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy like Sosa, Roger Roger way. Clemens aren't in the hall. People don't like him. The writers don't like but him. But if you looked at Jeter's, and they also don't like first ballots. If they, no. if you just took away Jeter's name and you just handed them the stats and handed yeah. them all, they would his say no. Accolades. You would just be like, meh. He was, yeah, but if you he, looked at his war the entire time, they'd say no. Above average baseball player in terms of his stats, but his legacy. Yeah, and his metrics. Yeah. He left on the Yankees is. Yes, he's the captain. Un- yes, like, everyone, everyone, everyone knows who Derek Jeter is. Like, you can live under a rock, and if I ask you who's Derek Jeter, you'll be like, he was a okay. Yankee. Is, is Derek Jeter on, like, the Mount Rushmore of Yankees players? For you me, better answer this quick because we gotta go. No. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think right. so. I don't think so either. No. He is. Oh, I a thought part rings of the... didn't matter over their mounts. Doesn't baseball? There's only nine guys. He's a part of the core four, but he's <laughs> come not. on, he's man. not. No, he's not. He's not on the mount rush for you. Thirty yet. plus he's guys that determine a win. It devalues the Super Bowl a little bit. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that whatsoever. We could dive into that conversation. I'm sure. That's tough to agree with for me, but that's fine. Whatever. All right, that'll do it for uh, here on Beat the Clock. We'll be back Wednesday night with Sports Night here on U92, 6 to 10. See you then. the holy books I tried to unravel the mystery of Jesus Christ the Savior I read the poets and the analysts searched through the books on human behavior I don't know why and I don't know how But she's nobody
Stone. 